0: Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure to have a special episode today. One of my most dearest friends, Christy, is on the show to join us today to discuss practical advice from experiences with online dating and using dating apps. I'm just really excited to have Christy on the show because we know each other about eight years. And this is something that she and I have had private conversations about. And I, I laugh with her because I said, Christy, we should share this on a show of mine on an episode. And she's like, you think so? I said, let's try it. So here we are. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Is that sound like a good summary of what uh, we talked about before we even started this? Like, months ago. We were talking about how we wanted to do an episode or episodes to feature and discuss topics associated with online dating and using dating apps. And, and you have a lot of interesting stories to share.
2: Yes, a lot of stories, a lot of experience at this point in time.
1: I want to ask you, you, you go back to your your dating years right now. And what has been one of the biggest challenges for you while using online dating apps and and online sites and stuff?
2: Well in regards to me personally. I don't have a lot of free time, honestly, in regards to my schedule, work, and the kids. And when I go on these sites, I have these people that are not on the same page as me. They might not be looking for the same stuff as me, even though they say they are looking for the same stuff as me. As the weeks go on, we find out that that might not be very accurate. And so a lot of time gets wasted and people don't understand that wasting people's time that have limited free time is just very discouraging in regards to online dating or any type of dating. You don't want people wasting your time, like you don't want to waste other people's times. I think that time is very valuable. I'm hoping that people start to realize the effect that they have on people when they waste their time, knowing that they're not on the same page as the other person. Also, I think online dating as a whole, when it comes to being available for so many people, you're able to get in touch with so many people, such a small amount of time. That is kind of where this generation has changed from the generation back when I was younger and dating. Now you find someone out that you click with. It's it's more like, what's your phone number? And can I call you? And there's a lot of effort put into it. Now it's like, messaging, you know, 25 people at the same time, same day. Swipe
1: swipe left swipe.
2: Yeah, it's just it gets overwhelming to have that many choices that quick of a period of time. And honestly, for me personally, I don't have the energy or time to invest in so many people at, at once, and I don't really want to because I don't think you can really find a true connection with someone if you're spreading yourself so thin with your energy and your time.
1: That's interesting. From my vantage point, I was going to ask you, because this is something we talked about earlier today. The three-day rule, when you're interested in somebody and you meet them, is that something that's real in your from your point of view with your friends and yourself? Or is that something... like? What's your views on that?
2: You're saying three-day rules and three days...
1: Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll elaborate. Okay. Uh, you meet somebody you're really interested in, you want to talk to them again. Well, and notice I say talk. It could be a phone, but maybe texting or whatever. You wait three days because you don't want to seem like you're too interested. But then if you wait too long, then you can turn the person off. It it just sounds like an archaic rule or an unwritten rule, I guess, in a dating world. I want to ask you
2: about it. To me personally, if you wait three days to contact me, then I feel like you're not interested enough for me. You're not interested in me because if you're waiting that long of a period of time, In that period of time, I might have got offers from other people. And now I've moved forward with those offers because you've acted to me like you're playing a game. What are you waiting for? What's happening in those three days? I thought you want to get to know me. If you get to know me or don't, three days is a little too long. I probably will not be interested in you in those three days. Like By that time, someone else might have shoots their shot. And I've picked to continue talking to them because... They actually acknowledged that they're interested in me and went for it. I need that.
1: What is your strangest dating experience and why?
2: Strangest? Well, I can give you an example of a date I went on. First of all, this guy lied about how tall he was. So (laughs) I'm in heels thinking he's tall. He actually comes to pick me up which i thought oh wow that's kind of nice like trying to pick me up and most people nowadays don't do that it's we meet here which also is safe which is also a good thing to meet people after this experience i've learned but the guy was a lot shorter than he said and it made me uncomfortable because then i'm in heels now the same height as him or taller
1: That was like a sitcom.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So that was the first initial, hi, how's it going? Now I'm taller than you because I have heels on. Then we get to the restaurant. I'm already not feeling connection just by our, our little conversation in the car ride. Then we get to the restaurant we're ordering. He practically tries to order for me. He doesn't even know me. So I'm not sure why he's trying to order for me when he doesn't even know if I have restrictions on food or what I like yet. And then when our food actually gets there, he is messing around with my plate, like moving my plate. Is this like OCD? Yeah. So my silverware and my plate. And then I look at him like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? And I said, are you OCD? And he's, (laughs) like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, it's like, how do you handle that? You can't say anything. This yeah. order that they have, but you're, you don't, you want to eat your food without someone touching your plate and your silverware.
1: What he should have done is tell you ahead of time, say, right. Hey,
2: well, either way, I'm-
1: how did you handle it? What did you do?
2: So I was just very nice and sweet. And I said nothing. I mean, besides the fact I asked him straightforward, are you OCD? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I knew he was, and he said, yes. But it got even weirder because after we're done eating or in the process of getting done eating, he gets a call from his mom, (laughs) which he, which I said, of course, answer because it's your mother. And he answers the phone and she's at the airport and she wants him to pick her up at the airport. So now he asks if it's okay.
1: (laughs) I remember this story. This is one of our conversations.
2: Yes. For me. To go with him <laughs> to the airport to pick up his mother. This is the first date. Already uncomfortable. He lied to me about his. You got a
1: Ted Bundy vibe going on or what? Yeah, like, what were you I thinking? Just, it
2: was. I was like, what do I say? I can't say. no. Like, I didn't we know her mother. I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. I was just out of sorts. So we leave the restaurant and we go pick up his mother at the airport. <laughs> call her mother? Yeah. No I no. they would have called her mother. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We get there and I'm in the front seat. And so I'm like, all right, I need to get out of the front seat, go in the back seat so his mom can sit in the front seat. And I'm trying to get out of the door to let his mom in. And he's like, no, 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 no. sit in the front seat with me. And I was like, no, it's your mom. Let her sit in the front seat. And he's like, no, just sit in the front seat. And then he got kind of like controlling and I was like oh my gosh this is not good so I said
1: mom, there's a there's a bundy vibe going on yeah, here <laughs> I feeling mom, so good about
2: <laughs> his mom gets in the back seat she's like I don't even know if she knows who I am because this is the first date we went on <laughs> and she was out of town <laughs> and I'm like did he talk about me to her does is she probably like who was this girl I don't know but we ended up taking her to her house which ironically she lived five minutes away from my house he, <laughs> even dangerous. weirder so now I'm like oh my gosh when I don't want another date with this guy his mom lives five minutes on the street from my house which is also very awkward and weird but we he dropped off his mom and then he was like oh do you want to go out for drinks and I was like oh I have a headache now.
1: you with you and his mom or by by no, yourself
2: no, no we dropped off his mom we she got there safely. We dropped off his mom and then he, he asked me, would you like to continue the day and go get some drinks? Wow. That was, I was already, I was done when we walked into the restaurant and my plate was getting touched and my silver was getting touched. I was (laughs) done at that point, but I was like, no, I'm not feeling very good. And then wait, we're not even done yet. Wait a second. So we get to my house. He's, he. He says, hold on a second, like literally stay in the car. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening now? (laughs) Now I'm at my house. I can't even get out of my I can't get out of the car. What's the last attempt? He goes into the trunk. And I'm like, what is he going to get out of the trunk? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm like, what is happening right now? I need to get in my house. So I'm like I have my hand on the door and I'm like I opened up the door and I was just like what's going on and he walks around and he hands me a bouquet of flowers.
1: From the trunk? <laughs> From the trunk. Did he pick it up at the <laughs> grocery
2: store on the way to your house? Yeah, but isn't that something you do when you at first pick her up?
1: You put it at the beginning, right? And I you said, put in water so I that said, it's nice okay, when they come exactly, back.
2: Instead of being in water when he picked me up as like a gesture at the beginning. He left it for if he liked me at the end. He needed to give it to me at the end. So it was in the trunk. And I was just like, oh, thank you. You didn't need to do this. He's like, I know, but I did. And I was like, okay. That's
1: painful. I was
2: like, all right. Well, did you I think
1: it's one of those nights you called me, you're like, you're not gonna believe this. And I'm like, yes. what? It wasn't you proceeded just to one, tell me.
2: Yeah, it wasn't just one thing. It's like the night just kept going with like weird crazy things that just kept happening one after the other. And I was like, when is this day going? <laughs> Can I just be home now? <laughs> oh, so that was one experience I have for you. <laughs>
1: I know there's a, there's a lot of them. I have to ask you this when you're actually looking right now at doing this with me, how has your audience been responding to you? The guys that know you, how have they been responding? All you did was one little post saying you're going to do a recording. What's it been like so far?
2: Oh, wow! Well, I'm sure they are all very concerned. I might bring them up, <laughs> uh, but I will not be mentioning names.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, No names are used to protect names. So don't worry.
2: You're protected.
1: (laughs) I have to ask you this. When you think of your dating life and you think about trying to forge a connection with somebody, that natural ease of connection that we only very randomly see once a while in our lifetimes. What do you think? And from your vantage point, because I could probably count on my hand how many times that's happened. But when you meet someone with a connection, and you have an opportunity to actually like, get to know this person. What has been your experience with that? Have you, have you had success with that? Or have you found that there's been challenges to it? Because I found challenges along the way myself last few years.
2: I felt like getting to know people these days is already challenging because nobody really wants to put the effort into getting to know people. They don't want to take the time to get to know people. They go from person to person and not even take that time. To connect with anybody. But for me, in regards to a connection, I've had a few connections throughout the years. Those people are special, right? Yeah. Those people are right. Those people are very memorable to me. The fact that connecting with someone on like a deep level is very rare. So when you have that, everything's so easy, you can talk about anything, you feel comfortable with the person you can say whatever you can act yourself that's truly amazing to feel so when you feel that way it's hard to date people and then you if you don't get that feeling when you already know what that feeling feels like then it's, it's like yeah then it's it's not that it's terrible it's just i think as you experience more and more dating you see the difference in people very quickly So you can tell, usually even on the first date, if you have a connection with someone or if you're truly interested in someone, at least for me, I feel that way. I can tell if I'm interested in someone by day one. So if I go on several dates with you, I feel some kind of connection there to give you the chance to continue that connection and also just get to know you better as a person and That's it. If there's something there, they can go further. I think that's a very
1: valid point you said, though, about the connection and like respecting it, maybe. But then I feel like other people fear it and it causes that.
2: That is exactly what happens as well. I date younger. So unfortunately, they're not always sure. It is, it can be nice, but it has its ups and downs. Because when you find something, you know, someone with a connection that you have, like I said, I've experienced because I'm older to know the difference between that connection, knowing if it's there or not. Some people, they have never felt that. So if they feel that way with you, especially if it's the first time they've ever felt that way, it can be scary because they don't hard, understand that.
1: What would scare you about being real with somebody? I, I don't understand that. That's foreign to me. Maybe you could right.
2: so- for, for me as well, <laughs> It's hard for me to understand people that are scared of it as well. Because for me, I'm open to it. I'm like very excited to find it. But I understand that sometimes people, especially when it's their first time feeling a connection, it's scary because it's like, why am I drawn to this person? Why do they make me feel this way? Why do I feel like I have to keep going back to this person? Why with someone else do I think of that person? Why, if I lose that connection, do I feel like I still need to come back to that connection?
1: Like returning to the scene of the crime. Once you're done with it, you come back to it.
2: (laughs) And I mean, it just, as you experience different, you know, relationships or dating, that's when you realize connections are different. Meeting people and having that connection, you could be date. you know, you could go on a date with someone you're like, wow, this guy could be my best friend. I don't find a connection with him romantically, but he's an amazing person. I could tell him anything but as a friend or I feel like we could be best friends, but not romantically. I think I've that's actually happened to me a lot dating these past few years is that I've connected to people more in a friendship way than romantically. So, you have that as well. I have a lot of guys that I went on a date, one date with, they became a really good friend of mine. And now they call me about girls and they're like, yeah. what's your advice?
1: <laughs> i I'll about- tell you, you've got the advice to give. That's yeah. What-
2: what's, what's your advice? What's a girl's advice for this situation? Or what is your take on how she's treating me or how she's acting? Do you think this? Do you think that? And I've made a lot of friendships and people have... It's been really nice that they value my opinion of their next endeavors regarding dating. Just because we weren't able to make it work romantically didn't mean that they didn't like me as a person or that I did not like them as a person or we didn't connect on like a friendship level, which has been nice because I have met a good amount of people throughout the years that I've built friendships with.
1: As I was going say, I, I definitely believe you tell good stories. Uh, the ones you tell are pretty funny, and I mean, you have a lot of experiences that I, I would say, could make anyone who's interested in writing a, a show or doing something like a comedy, it'd be pretty funny when you twist it around and change the well, names up. And yeah, I was weeks.
2: gonna say, I don't really have to change my, much around. I just might need to not say people's names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and I'll just say this from my vantage point. This is a spiritual show as well. So when we talk about connections, I want to ask you this. Have you ever had dreams about somebody you dated or someone had an interest in? You start having dreams of this person and you're like, get out of my head.
2: Yes, I've had. (laughs) I've had dreams of specifically one connection. And. You know, when you get dreams of people, you're always wondering, why am I having these dreams? What are these dreams about? And then sometimes you write them down. You're like, all right, how can I dissect this dream into what is my brain thinking of? Why am I thinking of this person? But obviously, if you're thinking of that person, you're having dreams about them. There's a huge connection there. And I already knew that I had a connection with this person before I even had dreams. So it just goes hand in hand.
1: Have you noticed synchronicities involved with you with certain people you date? And what kind of synchronicities did so you Oh, know?
2: that specific person in regards to my reference. <laughs> I have so many synchronicities with this person. For example, I see his name everywhere. I see his name- On a water in- tower? <laughs> I see his name in movies. I see his name on social media everywhere. I'll go through a reel and his name is, it's not odd in any way, but it's definitely not the most common either. So when I see his name everywhere, I'm like, what is happening? How do I see his name on just scrolling through things? How do I hear his name in commercials? How do I hear his name on Pandora as like a logistics company when his name is not a logistics company name? I like get that. It would sound very odd. It sounded very odd as a logistics company. And then I'm watching a movie and the movie's like, oh, you know, on this map, show us where to go. And the guy's like, all right, you have to make a left. If you turn at this blank water tower and it's his <laughs> <laughs> to go find, you know, that person down the road. And I'm like, wow. And then in regards to songs that remind me of that person.
1: We've shared synchronicities, haven't we? Where I pick yeah. up on synchronicities for the person you're interested that as well. in. That is, well. And you so, pick up synchronicities for the person I've
2: right. talked in the past. Exactly. I don't know <laughs> if it's because we're just like connected, mutually connected because we're really good <laughs> friends and we talk all the time. But yes, you see that person's name all the time too. And, in and fact, then I'll call or text that, you with the picture of it. Exactly. Just as your connection that you have with someone, I see that person's name as well all the time, especially when we're talking or.
1: Crazy as that is.
2: Things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, would just, I would just say this, that when you think of those synchronicities and we shared them together in certain ways, it makes you appreciate the spiritual nature of things behind dating, which we don't usually talk about. You have something but you have a connection. And there, I believe there's a spiritual element to certain connections. Like I know there's a, the term twin flame gets thrown around a lot, soulmates, so uh, I take those terms out of it. And I'll just say connection. You just know, you feel this familiarity that isn't just with just anybody and that connection is special. So you should honor it when you date or when you inc- encounter those people, don't run away from them, but actually honor that and and pursue it. I think that would make each other's lives a lot easier. What do you think, from your vantage point, as you as we're discussing connections, and as we talk about synchronicities, that you find how you've coped when you're not in communication with the person you may find interesting in your life, and then you have all these synchronicities hitting you like a in the face, and and, and what what do you do? It's
2: like it's <laughs> like okay, universe, I get it, I get that I have a connection with this person. <laughs> slow it down and not show me his name every single day, or angel numbers or the music that we listen to in the car that it reminds me of him. But honestly, I feel like when you see these synchronicities, and if you're not in union with that person, I feel like the best thing to do is just like work on yourself. Yes. The focus on you, because there's nothing you can do. You can't force the connection to come back together. You have to kind of let them live their life and Understand that there was a connection with you. And I feel like the only way for someone to understand that is to maybe date other people. So then they can see and compare who you are and the connection you had with them with other people. And if they don't have the opportunity to see that there's a difference, then they might not value the connection as much. Or then they do value the connection more because they're like, wow. I felt this way, you know, with her and I don't feel this way with this other girl. Why, why do I feel that way? They won't know that unless they have the opportunity to meet other people.
1: Well, that's that whole proverbial, Hey, if you don't mess with me right now, go on your way. I'll go on my way. And we can reconnect in the future and be, it's like, yeah, you know, kumbaya, like how much yeah. of that happens in reality. Right.
2: Right. And it seems hard. It's hard, especially I'm sure for people that are younger to like, comprehend that but as you get older you realize that if it's meant to be it'll be you know it just it's a timing thing and it has both people have to be equally understanding of the connection I think for it to genuinely work hundred percent and unfortunately sometimes when you have that connection you have to go apart to realize like how strong it is for like a union when you get back together. What kind of music do you like? Just out of curiosity. If I had to pick one genre, I would say classic rock. But favorite I group. love all music. Favorite group? Favorite group. I don't even think I can pick one favorite.
1: Like I could say like Lincoln Park. I'd say that. Or Crazy Town, just something funny. But like, do you have any preferences that you could think of?
2: I mean, I would say there's probably Three bands that I really like, which some people probably wouldn't even know all these bands, but like 311 back when I was in Minnesota. Oh, I love
1: 311,
2: yeah. was was one of my favorite. I loved Metallica oh, when yeah. I was younger. I also like Aerosmith. I like those types of music, like anything older. Did you like um, ACDC
1: or anything?
2: ACDC, yeah. A- Guns C- N' Roses, right? Yep. Guns and Roses, Rolling Stones, I mean, I have a million of those shirts, all that type of stuff. And I that's definitely my gym attire is my music choice. Usually my favorite bands, I have um t-shirts, and that's kind of what I wear at the gym.
1: Here, here's a question I have to ask. What's the most romantic thing a, a person has done for you on a date?
2: I would say I guess it's romantic. It was definitely thoughtful. This guy that I'd been seeing for a few weeks, I was. The last time I had seen him, I had a specific shirt on that he remembered what I had on. Uh, He also always said to me, like when he would come over here, just like, I love the way your house smells. It smells so good. Like candles remind me of you, like all this stuff. And then one day he's like, oh, you might have something in the mail. And I'm like, oh, something's in the mail. And he's like, yeah, I sent you something. And I'm like, okay. And then one day I opened up a package and the package was a candle that he had personally made. Actually, there's three candles and it was of the pattern of what I had on my shirt the last time he saw me, which was very, wow. very thoughtful. That's how he notices things. Yeah, exactly. He is a very thoughtful and he does notice everything. He remembers Conversations we had from years ago, which is pretty crazy. It was very nice to get something so thoughtful because he took the time, he remembered what I had on. He remembered what he tells me that reminds him of me, like smells and my house and candles and stuff. And then making a personalized candle to what I had on, which was very, I mean, it was awesome. It was cool to think that somebody. Could be that thoughtful and um just do it on a whim it wasn't my birthday it wasn't for any occasion it was just because he thought about me so that was really nice
1: that's gotta be powerful to have somebody do that makes you feel really special and that's good to hear i i mean you must be burning those candles thinking about him and and missing him or Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) How do you think social media has impacted the way we interact with each other when we try to date each other?
2: Well, social media, it's kind of like the devil in so many ways because you're able to, again, go going back to the fact that we can message so many people at the same time. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that some people have boundaries in regards to social media and then when people bring up those boundaries we'll just give an example if you're dating someone and a guy goes around liking every single girl that he is following's bikini picture and he's dating you it seems very disrespectful for them to do that if they're they're actually dating you and you're taking your time to you know you're giving your time up for these dates with them, trying to get to know them. And then they have the time to get on social media and scroll and like every single person that is in bathing suits. And just seems very disrespectful. And for me, I've learned that that is definitely when it comes to dating a trigger that I have that I dislike. So I don't say it up front because I just kind of let people do what they want to do. People should be doing what they want to do. It's just when I notice it, if a guy does do that not all guys do that you know there's a lot that understand respect and and wouldn't want you to be doing it so they don't do it but some guys do do that and then when you invest enough time i feel like when i invest enough time in someone and then i do notice it i will bring it up as like hey this is a boundary i have this is probably one of the only boundaries that i have i'm not comfortable with it because I felt disrespected, and then I have to see how they take that. If they take, and if they change, and if they don't, then I'm gonna be gone. But I gave you a warning. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. we yeah. all have boundaries, right? Or we should. Sure. Have. Absolutely. Why not? And when you when you figure out your if you have a trigger, you have to be mature enough to communicate whatever that may be even if it pushes someone away you have to communicate because it's just going to lead to something worse if you don't communicate
1: That's so interesting you say trigger because i didn't even know about triggers until i went through my own own healing journey in the last several years and understand how triggers can cause you know you to be kind of pull away and i get it i think that that's something that's important though and it's great when you can communicate what you have the maturity to do what about the other guys that you talked to in the past, and let's say they you catch them in a lie, what's been the most common lie you've caught someone in, and how did they handle it when you brought it to their attention that you knew that they were lying?
2: I mean, so many guys these days are like, you're the only girl I'm dating. You're the only girl that I talk to. When you're at my age, that doesn't work. Like, I can what's tell-
1: age? Just tell the audience.
2: I am- Currently 40 years old.
1: And how many people think that when they see you?
2: (laughs) No one ever guesses my age correctly. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. No one ever (laughs) guesses my age correctly, which is great, especially since I usually date younger. But
1: look how great you look. Tell the audience about how healthy you've gotten and just how amazing your life has become.
2: Oh, definitely. This past year, I've done a lot of healing and personal inner work and also physically. I've put a lot of time and energy into the gym and getting healthy regarding my eating habits. Found out that I have a lot of allergies, so I changed my diet as well. That in the process made me lose a lot of weight, which was great because I feel extremely healthy and just feels good to feel healthy and mentally feel healthy and being healed. I feel like this past year has been a year of like, Growth for me, I really.
1: I've witnessed it firsthand myself. I mean, I I think you look amazing, and I'm so proud of you. And I just think everything you're doing right now inspires me on a personal level. And I mean, just having the courage to come on the show and talk about this type of an issue—so many women would be like, "No, I can't discuss that," or "I'm not gonna be able to discuss that privately because who knows? You know, on the show, what would happen if?" And I respect that you're like, you know what? I have to share what I want to share, and it's a free—it's you know, freedom of speech, and so be it.
2: Well, I think that anybody that knows me personally knows that I'm an extremely honest person. The older I get, the more I am who I am. So I'm gonna tell you the truth. Well, you me. uh, I mean, if you ask me a question, I'm always honest. I don't, you know, if you're gonna ask me the question, beware because I'm gonna tell you the truth. So either you want to hear it or not, I don't hold things back anymore because I feel like we're we're here on earth for like such a short period of time that why not be genuine, why not tell the truth? Why not be yourself? So when people ask me questions, I answer honestly. And if it's something that someone likes great. And let if be, let wow. me tell you something,
1: this is my independent observation. I get to witness you as you date these people or try to date yeah. and get to know these people. And I've seen some some toads come in your way and you don't treat them like toads. You you're nice to them and you never say anything mean to anybody unless they're, you know, they, they, they're they a little too assertive. But otherwise, <laughs> I would say you you really handle yourself in a very graceful way that if any of these guys that meet you from here on out knows that you're a nice person, you're honest, you're caring, you, you, your heart is as is, is deep. It, it's real. Like these guys need to know they can't be intimidated by you or they can't just look at you as somebody that they're going to not respect and treat appropriately. And that's why I think my biggest thing I wanted to say today, women need to be treated with a lot of respect. You need to be put on the pedestal and drawn. You need to be honored and and cherished and not treated like, oh, I have another number I could swipe left to. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, there's got to be chivalry and there's got to be respect. And I wish I could see that come back.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's the simple things that people that are my age are looking for. We're just looking for, communication. We're looking for <laughs> oh, someone yeah. to be genuine, not tell us what we want to hear, but to be genuine. Someone that's able to be honest. I feel like those three qualities, you can't find in any in people anymore. They, The guys are like, what do you like? Or what do you want? Or what are you looking for? And then you're giving them a play-by-play book on exactly how to treat you because you just told them what you want. So they're able to have that persona of all right, you just told me this is what you want. Now they're that person until you can figure out that they're really not that person. So now I'm learning to not answer that question the same way anymore because guys tried to, again, whatever you say, they act that way just to make sure that you're giving them a chance and that they're who you want. And so now I don't really answer that question anymore. When people ask that question,
1: I have a question it's here. What it is. There's one for you to answer. What do you think about using social media to communicate indirectly to somebody you're interested in when you see them looking at your story, okay. but you don't want them to know that you know that they're looking at your story, but then you post <laughs> something that just happens to hint to that person?
2: We are not. How often to... is that done? Wait, are we going to go into this boat? We are going into this boat. Is that what we're doing right now? Oh man. Okay. Subliminal messages. Is that what we're talking about?
1: I don't know how subliminal it is when you put it out there. You just hoping the other person sees it. Yes. <laughs> They're like Groundhog Day. They pop their head up and they put it back down. <laughs>
2: wow. It's like, if you're going to watch me, just talk to me, right? It's just exactly. like, Hey, look, I see you looking. Why don't you just come out and say something? If you're interested, great um shoot your shot otherwise what are you doing what are you interested in if you're watching but you can't say anything
1: that's the communication thing we're talking about
2: right it's just like communicate shoot your shot see how it goes because by not doing it then everybody's wondering it's like a game and games are not fun these days better to just be honest, truthful and see what you learn from experience. If you shoot your shot and it doesn't work, then it wasn't meant to be. And if you do, and it turns out to be something great that you didn't even expect, then that's amazing. But no matter what, however, it turns out you're learning from it. Why not just do what you have in your head and just let it happen and see what happens?
1: Life's too short to fear. Exactly, You can't be exactly. living in fear, right? I mean, we've talked about this a lot. It's like we're actually talking about on the show, but you can't live your whole life in fear of something. Because if you do your disservice of yourself and the other person, and you're never going to be able to live your life the way you want to, right?
2: Right, exactly.
1: Well, that's good. What's your favorite part of dating? I know we've talked My about all favorite the favorite part
2: of dating, I would say being vulnerable. It's very, you have to be very vulnerable to like, continually being able to put yourself out there but also That's every right? experience yeah <laughs> but every experience you have I think you grow from it you learn you figure out what you want and what you don't want by the experiences you have. if you are closed off and you don't have you're not out there trying to date or whatever how are you learning? how are you figuring out what you want? not that everybody needs to be dating all the time if if you're healing I think it's better to work on yourself and and not even go on dating sites I feel like so many people nowadays have had traumatic experiences in the past and they get on these sites and they're not healed and so they bring their trauma and their unhealed self to the next person mm-hmm. and then put that
1: drive by dating
2: energy, yeah energy. Onto the other, the next person when really you kind of need to work on yourself, make sure that you're where you want to be and wait until you feel ready to date to get on these sites because otherwise you're just hurting the next person, which could cause trauma to that next person. And then it's just a vicious cycle towards the whole dating app altogether.
1: That's the part about dating that bothers me is how some people have a lack of apathy and empathy and, and uh-huh. lack of understanding and caring and so when you try to become vulnerable, good luck. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's and that's why people aren't vulnerable. They're like, I know that you ever see shows on TV where they say the person that's the least vulnerable usually has the control in the relationship, and I think to myself that doesn't sound right to me. Like people should be equally vulnerable to each other, and they don't need to have who controls the relationship. It should be about building trust and growing together and, and not taking away. You um, and I both discuss like how many relationships end because people don't learn to savor each other and respect each other and, and it just falls apart.
2: Yeah. I mean, in relationship, I don't think anybody should ever control another person. I think control is is definitely not something that makes a relationship work. I feel like what makes a relationship work is communication understanding that you might not be right all the time be able to communicate even if you're not right understand that we're not all perfect but if you really feel like you want to make something work you have to actually put the work into understanding the other person because we all should have boundaries in some area by communicating those boundaries that's how you grow as like a couple but the other person has to understand your boundaries and not tenuously go over those boundaries because then that's in another level of that's going to cause problems. But usually if you two mature adults no. can, can <laughs> uh, two mature, mature adults, can. yeah, two mature adults, though I'm just saying if there's two people that are mature enough to understand that some people have boundaries and you just have to get it out there what it is, and then It'll work if the other person's able to understand your boundaries. It will not work if they take what you say and just act like you didn't say it.
1: Makes a lot of sense. I have to say, it's where we're running low on time, how fast this went for our
2: first talk, right? Our talks are always long. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our conversations are lengthy. (laughs) but They're fun. And we laugh a lot. I mean,
1: yeah, because it's entertaining to talk about all these people that... They're just like drive-by daters. That's
2: another thing. You kind of have to laugh about it and learn from it because if you don't laugh, then it's going to turn into trauma and you're going to, you have to sometimes understand life can be funny. The universe throws some people at us just to let us know, Hey, you know, that's not what you want. So now, you know, don't go back to that. (laughs) Don't go back. There's your
1: detour. (laughs)
2: Yeah, This is, I sent you this person to remind you what you don't want. And to let you know that that's not what you need.
1: And you do not need to be ghosted.
2: <laughs> yeah, ghosting? Yeah, I combined. don't know why anybody does ghosting. It's just, come on. Ghosting's not fun. It is,
1: yeah. the, it is the worst thing to have done to you. And I would never do to anyone else if I can control it. Yeah. Of substance. Of
2: I mean, I don't think anybody can tell me that. I really don't think anybody could say that I've ever ghosted them. I communicate and I just, I will remove myself but I will communicate and then remove myself because I've told you why I'm removing myself or I've given you plenty of chances for me to understand that it's not gonna work.
1: Have you or your friends ever had a ghost experience? I talk about it regularly, I did an episode on it. I mean, for me, I, I commiserate with you all the time about it. Uh, we've healed. But I, what do you think from your vantage point, I know we just talked about it. Well,
2: but- <laughs> I want to say that when it comes to I haven't had a ton of people go with me, but when it does happen, they always come back. <laughs> they always come back. And then and then I'm like, then that's exactly my question to them is I'm so nice. I don't know why I have to be so nice to people, but then I'm like, I'm trying to understand why are you coming back? Like, why do you feel the need to speak to me again? The answer that I usually get from these people is that, well, you were intimidating or (laughs) I was intimidated by what you have, or I can't provide for you the way that you provide for yourself. I just don't understand those answers because I'm like, you've known me for a long time. Like how long did it take for you to think that way? I don't ask guys for anything. If I can provide for myself, that's great. If I'm giving you the time of day, it's because I'm interested in you. I don't need anything from you. All I need from you is for you to be able to communicate, get to know me, give me your time when we both have it available on our schedules. I don't ask for much, but I definitely don't understand the whole you're intimidating thing. And I hear it all the time and it doesn't,
1: it's like, doesn't mean, you sense? intimidate because you have your stuff together. If you didn't have yeah, your stuff together, they the would thing. use some other exactly. excuse that, oh, you're, you're chaotic. I can't have you in my life. You're too chaotic. Yeah,
2: nobody says anything negative. It's always, you're intimidating, or I can't, I figured <laughs> out I can't provide for you how you live. And it's like, I could sit on the couch and watch a movie or like look at the stars. That costs no money. You don't have to do anything for me. Like, I like spending time with people. But people take maybe my social media to act like they think that that's my life. And my social media is like 10% of what is actually happening in my life. Looking at what I'm doing on social media is not really getting a generalization of actually who I am. And a lot of people, when they meet me in person, they're like, wow, you're totally different than what I thought you were going to be or you're so real, or you're so easy to talk to and communicate with. or Those are some examples of what I've heard.
1: I, I think just you being able to express right now, it's it's enjoyable for me because I get to see our conversation come to life. I'll say this. I think just you being able to share these tidbits can maybe make anyone who listens who's a, a repeat offender, somebody who goes from one to the next, may, maybe they'll think a little differently. That's true. Yeah. I'm glad we got to do this as a bucket list and we'll do more of these, but it's fun to be able to have this conversation.
2: I want to say for guys out there when you're dating, if you're interested in someone, let them know it. Don't be scared. Don't be intimidated. Just understand that playing games is not cool in any level of, doesn't matter your age. Age is just a number. Just be mature and communicate with people. And if you're not ready to date someone seriously, don't even get on these websites unless maybe it's Tinder. I don't know about Tinder, but <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a different scenario. But most of these sites, when when girls are on it, they're looking for something real, like, especially if it says it in their specific profile, like I'm looking to really date, not hook up. That's They're being serious. They didn't put that out there for nothing. Just don't go after the girls that are, seriously looking for a relationship if you're not mentally there or mature enough to be able to give that to someone because you're wasting your time and their time. Even if you're attracted to them, come on, just don't do that to people because you're going to cause trauma to to people if you go after the people that are, are healed and, and ready for a relationship.
1: I mean, you're just not taking them seriously when you treat someone like that.
2: Right, exactly.
1: You know, with emotions and stuff like that, we allow someone to get connected to you and then you run away.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Christy, how could our audience find you on social media?
2: My Instagram is Barbie, and that's how you can find me.
1: Are you a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world?
2: No, that was um, how I got that nickname was back in high school. My first uh, serious boyfriend in high school actually named me that back before Barbie was ever popular back in the nineties dating myself, but okay. um,
1: you, you look amazing for your age. So it's not a big deal,
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's where I got it from. So anybody that's known me that long of a period of time, like through high school, you know, all the cheerleading people that I've done cheerleading with the back of my Jersey said Barbie on it. You're um, a
1: cheerleader too. Tell us about that for me. I know I'm cutting. Yeah, I'm sure. So
2: I've done cheerleading most of my life competitively from when I was five all the way until I got into college. And then when I got to college, I worked for NCA, which is a National Cheerleading Association. And I was able to travel with cheerleading and do cheerleading competitions as judges. I did camps during the summer and traveled to different universities doing camps teaching cheerleading. So it was a great experience. I met a lot of people, kept me very active, got paid to do it. So that was a nice perk as well. I love cheerleading and it really helped me out physically and emotionally throughout my life. I have a lot of great memories and I still keep in touch with a lot of people.
1: I love that. I admire right. you for that, having that in your life, in your past. I, mean, right. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to thank Christy for coming on the show tonight and sharing her personal experiences, dating online and and dating apps and having all these people that pop in and pop out of your life. And then they kind of come back like the planets. They You know, you have some Plutos that come out there every few years. You might have uh, just the orbits of the planets. I think of these people that come in and out of your life. And I think Christy laid out some, some ground rules that some of the guys listening to this episode should be taking some notes. If they want to land a person like Christy or have someone comparable who is a quality person, pay attention. We asked her about her most, I think it was one of the most thoughtful thing that she was given and she brought up a candle that someone made for her that was based on what she had on, but what was important to her. They noticed that and pay attention guys. If you really want to date, be serious about it. I I like having an episode like this because there is a spiritual value to us talking about dating and connecting with each other. It's about respecting each other. and I think Christy's demonstrated very clearly that she values someone who can respect her on the most important levels, communicating sharing respecting being consistent and not pulling your flowers out of the trunk after going to the airport to pick up your mom <laughs> and so those things are very important to, to to pay attention to and to notice because if you're going on a date don't go pick your mom up on the way you know first <laughs> off, if you're disrespecting your mother you're more importantly disrespecting the other person you're trying to impress and if you ask that person for drinks afterwards you're really yeah. not out of it so <laughs> pay attention to these things guys because and ladies I think having perspective gains insight. I will tell you this, there is a life after dating. You will find the right person for yourself. It may take several years. It may take several go-throughs with people that you just don't feel right with. But at some point, you'll find that connection. Stay positive, guys, because when you're positive, anything's possible, especially in dating. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you for listening to this episode of The Social Psychic Radio Show. TrueCast.